0: Welcome to Stemming and Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave,
1: beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hi, everybody. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make... Money from your podcast with no minim- minimum lit- listenership its everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Natasha Anderson, where we honor the stories of minority women in STEM. Today, our guest is Ms. Erica Cooper. Uh, She is a technical leader at Cisco Systems based in the Washington DC metropolitan area, where she provides technical solutions for various government and non government customers. The technologies that she focuses on are data center, SDN, cloud, virtualization, and security. She graduated from Keller Graduate School of Management with a MS in tech. oh shoot, I'm gonna mess this up. Telecommunications and business. And she also has a, bis, a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering. She holds several industry certifications, including CCIE Data Center, CCNP Routing and Switching, and VCP uh, Network Virtualization. And in her spare time, she enjoys traveling with family, watching and participating in sports, and listening to EDM house music. So welcome, Ms. Erica Cooper, to our show. Hi, Erica.
0: Thank you. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for, uh, you know, having me on your show, and I really appreciate you uh, giving me an opportunity to tell my story. So, um, I really appreciate the opportunity. So, thank you.
1: Oh, you're just so welcome. No, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Um, of course, this is the whole point of the show is to highlight women doing their thing in STEM. Um, and I'm really grateful. True true. you, true just a little bit uh, about Erica and I is that we actually went to high school together. <laughs> um, <but> I'll, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her that. Uh, I'll let her tell that as a part of her story, um, which you can do now. If you don't mind, just give us a little bit about how you came to be a woman
0: in STEM. Okay, great. So that's an excellent question. So, how I got into uh, STEM—science, technology, engineering, math—I was always in high school, you know, just really, I really enjoyed math and science um, and technology. And there was a lot of different um, high school uh, professors that kind of encouraged me to get into and really pursue math. And so when I went, when I graduated from high school, I went straight into. Uh, school and um, through athlete, uh, through an athletic scholarship, basketball, was always my sport. Um, but I was always, you know, on the team, but I also was an engineering student. So carried a lot of different, um, um, you know, credit hours and, um, you know, was able to finish that up, you know, as far as getting my undergraduate in electrical engineering. Um, like I said earlier, being in math and science, it's just so, for me, it was important because that was something that I identified with. I always felt like with math and science, there was no um, everything was above board. You can actually be pretty much fair as long as you understood the equation, you can get to uh, you know a final solution. And if there was no there was no type of prejudices introduced, it was just strictly you looking at the equation, the mathematical equation, or any type of um, um, challenges, and you can you know either manipulate it to get your final solution. Or anything like that. So that was very important for me. Uh, once I finished up uh, with my electrical engineering degree, um, I went to go work at a, uh, a telecommunications company called Lucent Technologies. And um, it's pretty much a, it's a different field because you go from uh, my background, which is le- electrical engineering, into telecommunications. So it's uh, primarily like voice technology. Uh, what What I was able to utilize my engineering degree was the fact that within electrical engineering you have the ability to look at all facets of um, engineering technologies whether it's computer science uh straight electronics or elect- electrical engineering and then manipulate that to finalize some type of um, final solution for the customer so when i got to Lucent, i was able to use my background from that engineering uh, experience and to kind of step into a leadership role at Lucent, kind of fresh out of college. Uh, my, my manager at the time, she, she kind of was like, I'm going to push you to kind of, you know, lead the team. And that was kind of unheard of, especially someone straight out of college. Uh, so I was able to kind of step in and uh, do some pretty high level uh, voice solutions uh, for different customers, not only internal within Lucent, but also external. Uh, for different uh, Loosim and AT&T and Bell South customers, uh, so that gave me a lot of exposure as far as uh, leadership, uh, being able to effectively communicate uh, across different backgrounds. Uh, one thing I've seen a lot of people do is uh, they only can only talk what I call uh, the technical jargon. You know, a lot of you know, three letter, four letter acronyms, you know, from Cisco or from whatever vendor. And sometimes that doesn't equate to um, being able to articulate your, your experience and your, and what the customer actually needs. So when I worked at Lucent, it just gave me, uh, it gave me a lot of, a lot of experience, not only just the hands-on, but also from a business aspect of how to communicate and how to um, kind of effectively, you know, take a, take, charge of a project and then communicate that across like B-level and C-level management because that's key because if you can't just if you can't communicate that's going (laughs) to kind of hinder you from uh, advancing within the uh, within the industry Uh, but from there uh, voice started taking a little bit of a change and uh, so I went from uh, voice technology into the data realm and that's when I got introduced to uh, Cisco Technologies and uh so I started pursuing that uh the c c n a which is Cisco certified network associate, kind of like the entry level for uh network engineering uh from a routing from a cisco perspective uh routing and switching and then also uh i' progressed from there to uh take my um c c m p which is the uh network professional so cisco certified uh network professional uh, one thing that i've noticed is that. Uh, as I started getting to a lot more exposure within the data center, uh, the data world, uh, you know, as far as um, how to design and implement uh, various network engineering uh, solutions, um, there were a lot of people that were trying to get into the industry. So they were using certifications as a way to break in, which is good, but um, I needed, I felt like I needed to differentiate myself and kind of, um basically stand out on my own, so that 's why I pr- tried to pursue my uh network professional uh certification which which I was able to achieve that, but then I also realized that yeah I wanted to uh command a lot more uh not only a lot more financial monies uh per se but also uh, a lot more responsibilities uh so the way I felt like I could open the door for myself was to uh pursue uh the the certified uh uh Cisco certified inter- networking expert c c i e it's the one of the highest uh industry level certifications for Cisco or at least for the networking side of the house uh so I was able to achieve that in uh twenty fourteen so um once I got that it opened up a lot more doors for me for being a minority um, and a woman of color uh, in the field so.
1: so I have a couple of questions for you. Um, going back to that, do you think that um, it was? I want to go back and talk about your um. Well, just give specifics about where you got your degree from. All of them. Well, not your master's, because you. I. I said that already, but your undergraduate, you got it from.
0: Yeah, sure. So I got my undergraduate. So. Here's the thing. What I what I, I kind of took a little bit of a different detour mm-hmm. uh, when I came up out of high school. I uh, initially went to uh, historically black college and university, Alabama A and M University in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandmother uh, got sick, and um, she wasn't you know she just got sick and ultimately passed. So I came back home uh, to Atlanta, and so I finished up my. Uh, college degree at DeVry, uh well, and back then it was called DeVry Institute of Technology, but now they've done a name change, so I think it's DeVry University, um, but it was still, it's still the same, you know, uh, same uh, institution, but it, it's um, DeVry Institute of Technology, and I, I got my uh, double E uh, there from DeVry.
1: Yeah, just, I mean, DeVry's always, you know, produced, I know several people who've got their degree from there, it's, it's fine. Um and you've done good work with it, and I love the way your your career has sort of progressed from, you know, from that entry into the position, and then having um, having a boss who actually pushed you into leadership. Now I heard you said she, so that was that was she. It was a woman who actually pushed you yeah. to that, which is really great. Would you consider her to be at that time, and maybe continue, you know, continue to be um, a mentor of yours?
0: Yeah that's that's a great uh that's a great session 'cause cuz uh yes when she came in now uh my my first boss at uh, Lucent Technologies uh she happened to be a black woman and she gave me my first shot now and and with that said she put the she put her boundaries up and I'm saying that in a positive way because she was like look I'm giving, I'm taking a shot on on you and I need for you to come clean you know Step up to the plate, and you know if there's something you want, go after it. And uh, so that was that was huge for me. Um, now she held my feet to the fire. Uh, it wasn't a um, you know it wasn't a cakewalk or anything like that. I mean, she would put a lot of pressure—not pressure as far as oh I'm about to crumble—but like a lot of work on my plate. And I realized, and I had a talk with her. I realized it, you know because I was like oh, I just feel like you're kind of you know giving me uh, a lot of work and and I don't see you doing that with the other folks. And she, she kind of like, hey, you know, I see something special in you, so you need to step up. Right. And I realized later on, um, you know, I have to kind of, you know, they always say hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh I realized later on she was really pushing me to kind of get out of my little cocoon because she was seeing me kind of – some days, you know, when I was coming out of school, you, you would – you know, I would kind of like not really fall into – doing what everybody else was doing, but I didn't really exert, you know, over assert myself either. I was kind of like, ah, uh, okay. You know, I'm just going to, I guess, try to find my way, but she kind of pushed me to to really step up. And that was the thing. I'll I tell you one thing. I'll tell you a little story. I had to uh, design this. Um, uh, it was called, it, it was at that time Cisco, I'm sorry, Lucid had just introduced this, what they call, a combination switch, which was supposed to do data and voice. It was kind of like the very first iteration of their voice over IP. So it's like a combination of traditional voice and data technologies. Um, and I had to, that kind of fell into my lap because the other engineer, uh, they had left the companies. So they, you know, I was next in line to kind of take it over. And, uh, she's like, okay, good. You know, step up. And, um, you know we need to start understanding what the what's gonna happen with you know how we interface and interact with the switch, how it interacts with our, our current scenario and she said, and guess what you're gonna do a, a briefing at the end of the month uh we have a um, you know c band leadership briefing, and you're gonna be the one that talks about the switch and i you know I was like I almost had a panic attack I felt like a, you know I had my th- i had i felt like I had my heart in my throat I was like you know, like, I felt like somebody hit me in my throat. I was like, oh, my goodness, what? <laughs> but i tell you one thing. Um, she forced me to, when she did that, she said, and, you know, she kind of was like, hey, I, if I were you, I'd probably take a Toast, uh, Toastmaster class or two to figure out how you're going to present. And that's what got me to kind of getting into familiar and comfortable with stepping into a meeting and not stumbling. And i tell you one thing. That class, and I learned a lot in the few classes I took with the Toastmaster class, but uh, she was able to basically put me, you know, in a position to kind of be in a leadership position. Because a lot of times I find that um, sometimes we can, we as both male and female people of color, we can kind of sit behind the sidelines. And sometimes we do need to kind of step up and, you know, assert ourselves and say, hey, we can do this. Yeah. And she was able to. She gave me that, you know. She gave me that motivation to do it, and just kind of giving me that really tough love, like, "Hey, take a Toastmasters class. You'd be prepared." I think. That's, yes, ma'am. Let's go with it. <laughs> she
1: said yeah. you, um, in a good way because she saw something in you, and she said, "You know, this girl has it. You know, whatever it is, and I need to make sure that she's prepared." And so for you to be prepared, that means you had to she had to put you in situations so that you could you could show up. And and you did. And yeah, I think, yeah.
0: Was, yeah. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, she she's great. I mean, I, I was you know, what happened is she moved on from the company. Uh she got she was she was able to move on from uh Lucent and take uh some really uh high level positions not only at ATT but then also at uh, VMware, so she's she's doing really good for herself. I'm really proud of her.
1: That's so good. So the other, I mean, I just really feel like that's what we need to be doing. That's the type of mentorship that um, we need more of in the industry in general. So, I mean, we we know that you know there's been an increase, so that it's hit the news everywhere. There's been an increase of women in in going into STEM careers. Um, I think the, the number I heard was 20% um, it, over the last five to eight years. Uh, but of course, we still have work to do. So we need more people who are more women who are in the industry who have decided to stay, who are navigating the space to see some of the, our younger uh, women and invest in them, give them the opportunity to step up and, and make sure that they get the things they need to do. Uh, moving into leadership is difficult. Um, I, I had it thrust on me as well um, by um, my supervisor when I was a junior engineer. Uh, and it was sort of kind of the way it happened to me was I kind of had to, um, it was sort of almost because no one else could do it. You know what I mean? So I had, mm-hmm. I, um, and it's so funny, you were talking about lucid technologies. That was actually one of my first jobs. Um, after I left, because I started at a, um, a train car manufacturing company as a mechanical engineer, and then I moved to power engineers as a, um, doing 3D modeling um, of some of their, um, the big lathe machines that were at Lucent at the time. And so, um, so I was in charge of making sure that, because of course we had to design, those, those machines were designed on site. Um, So they weren't like we could just order a big, big machine off, you know, off site and then have it have it um, installed. So they were designed with engineers from Lucent on site. And so we were part of that team that actually designed um, the machines that actually um, made the fiber. So. Okay. So my job was to basically make 3D models of all of the pieces that we designed and actually put put it together before they actually put it together. So I put it together on a computer. I was the only one who knew anything about 3D modeling at that time, as cursory as it was at the time. I was the only one. So I, I ended up leading a team of older engineers and CAD operators because I had the most experience, even though I was the youngest one in the room the only woman and the only black person. So, <laughs> so I was just like, okay, so nobody, nobody else is going to do it. So you've got to. Um So that's sort of how that happened. But they were all, you know, they were relatively supportive. I, I did have a couple who weren't too keen on being led by a woman and a black young woman at that. It was, you know, they were like, yeah, nah, <laughs> but, um <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's just like, you. you I wasn't going to win that, you know, or at least not with them. So, um, and I had to learn that really early. And I had um, actually one of my bosses um, who was a, who is, is a white guy, young white guy though. He, he took me off to the side one day and he just said, you know, you can't, this isn't a business where you're going to make everybody happy. There are always mistakes. Um, perfection is not the goal. Um, <laughs> so, and, and or- when he said that to me, it was like, wow, because I'm always, I'm, you know, you're always striving for to be that way. And, um, or at least I was. And then so when he said that it was life-changing um, in a lot of different ways, but it was really helpful. Um, and I keep, keep coming back to that. Um, I've come back to that several times throughout my career. So um, to that end, are there any nuggets of wisdom that you have taken from your career thus far that you can give to uh, a young girl who's listening or young, a STEM professional who's listening to our podcast?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that I would recommend uh, for the engineers that are, that are coming up, there's two things. Um One of my mentors recently at Cisco said a lot of times, you know, like what you said, when you walk into the room, sometimes you are the only person of color in there. Um, And a lot of times, a lot of people will make assumptions, you know, because you happen to be a female, um, they'll say, okay, could you take notes or could you do this? And one of the things that my mentor was saying is like, Hey, you are in that room for a reason use that you don't sit there and get that imposter syndrome. You're there for a reason. They want to hear your voice. Use it. And it's like don't, you know, cower down and um you know, kind of minimize your voice. You know, your voice matters in this case. But sometimes as women we can kinda of go into situations and you you know, you don't want to you want to see you see something different. Like I'll give you case in point. Um You know, sometimes you can, you know, like you talked about, um, sometimes your peers don't want to be led by, you know, someone, you know, a person of color, like what you were experiencing. Um, but you're there for a reason. They put you in that position because they felt like they, that you could, they said they trusted you enough to, to lead. So therefore step up. Um, don't be afraid to take, uh, take that chance and take that opportunity. Yeah. You may stumble. But i tell you one thing, instead of looking at it as a failure, look at it as like, oh, wow, I really learned a lot during this experience. And then guess what? If I ever get in a place in that position again, I'm going to make these changes going forward, you know? Uh, that's the first thing. And the second thing is don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to be the smartest person in the room. Have the ability to, and what I mean by that is still know your stuff, absolutely. you got to know what, whatever you do. To code or you know network engineering, network design, solution um, providing solutions to your customers, you still have to know be an expert or at least try to strive to be an expert in your field. What I'm saying specifically is don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to know everything because it's going to be hard to do that. And you know have the ability to know where to get the answer. So like if you like if I have to go and do 3D graphics like what you were talking about 3D engineering. I may not have to, you know, take a complete four-year, you know, course on that. I just need to talk to Dr. Natasha Anderson and say, "Hey, can you help me out with this? I've got this customer requirement coming in. Can you take a look at this?" Right. You know, so build your build your team around you, so you don't necessarily have to have all the answers right then and there, you know, because that's going to be impossible to burn yourself out. Um, you know, and and just be able to know where to get the answer, because that's what I'm finding a lot now you know you have to still know your technology know your your um your your field know your ex you know whatever you're you're looking at know that as an expert you know, and, and try to be an expert in that field but to know every single intimate detail that's going to be impossible and you, you can burn yourself out but know where you get the answer i mean the the third thing i would probably you know add to that from my own personal experience is you know um being a person of color there are so many different challenges that you have to face uh, in the field, Um, whether it's gender, whether it's race. I'm saying what I'm learning now, uh, you know, is to not let that hinder me. I mean, like, you know, it's okay to be the first, because if you're the first, that means you can put your stamp on it and, you know, be able to do what you need to do as far as uh, trying to be successful in that particular uh endeavor uh some people look at it like as a big challenge and then they get kind of intimidated but uh there's a quote by uh Jean Jean king she's a very famous uh tennis player and uh the, the quote goes and i have this quote up on my uh, whiteboard in my house is pressure is a privilege only it comes to those who earn it so you embrace it you know and sometimes when you get in those situations embrace it instead of Oh, you know, I got all this stuff on my plate and I can't do this, I can't do that. Embrace it because you you earn it. I mean it's not you look at it instead of like a an obstacle, look at it as an opportunity, you know, to be successful. Uh and people start to see, you know, what you're doing uh to be successful and to uh continue on. They'll they'll look at it and they'll start to see it. You know, and don't be afraid to let people know what you're doing either. You know, like if you're working on something high High level a lot of uh, eyes on it, you know, a lot of visibility. Let people know embrace you know tell them what you're doing, you know speak up for yourself that's that's what I can definitely um you know give uh give advice to I'm still learning that as my and i'm in the, i've been in the industry twenty plus years and i'm still, i'm still learning i'm always constantly learning or trying to improve, so that's the best i can give oh no advice. I, I really love I've actually written, uh,
1: written a um for myself. And um, because I'm always trying to learn uh, from, from others. So I feel like if we're always in a learning process, um, I just, I just think that that's the best place to be. None of us are, even though we may be considered experts in our field, I don't think we're above learning though. You know, it's like, so always in a position where we are, and we take a posture of, um, I'm here, I'm here and willing to learn something new, something different, a different thought, especially if we are leading a team. So just because we are the leader doesn't mean that we don't honor and value our team members. And so I think that a lot of people or some people forget that. And it's always my way and and they don't honor the other people that's a part of their team. When they, you know, they're a part of your team for a reason. So let them do what they do. Um, you mm-hmm. do what and, and hopefully it'll, that'll be a, a, that'll gel together so that the entire team wins. And so that's what I think good leadership does. Um, yeah. my, um, one of my quotes that I am living by, um, especially these days, is from Shirley Chisholm. Um, and you know she was a senator. she was um, the first black woman to run for president. She was just awesome. Um, And she's a personal um, idol of mine. Um, And one of her quotes that I really love is You don't make progress by sitting on the sidelines, whimpering and complaining. You make progress by implementing ideas. So I. (laughs) Right. So I. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So I just, every time I hear it, I'm like, Right. That's right. And so I, you know, I oftentimes I need that. So just when, um, you know, those days when it's just like, man, this is, you know, I'm about, I'm two seconds away from like calling this, calling this all, all, all over. And then I'll read, I'll read that quote, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's, you know, I have to implement. Like I can't just, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. I got to be about it, you know, in essence.
0: So, yeah, I totally understand about that. I love Shirley Chisholm. I mean, wow, that's amazing that you and I uh, have that uh, same um, adoration for Shirley Chisholm. I mean, she is, wow, she is such a pioneer. I I mean, goodness, everything that she endured, and she was no unapologetic. She was just like, you take me as I am. I'm coming, you know, I'm going to come through this door. And, it, and, I mean,
1: and back then <laughs> you know, it was just like the, I would every time I see um you know little clips or stories or have somebody who's interviewed her who who knew her and they're just like yeah she was who she was, and she made no apologies about it. I'm like that's amazing for her to have had that just the her just to show up as her full true self back then when it wasn't that just wasn't, that just wasn't what you did as a as a woman of color. Um, but then that, it took her to spaces that nobody had been before.
0: Um, oh, tell me about it. I, you're absolutely right. One of the quotes that I love from her, Shirley Chisholm was like, uh, she was like, you know, hey, if they don't offer you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. <laughs> yep. like, and I, I was just like, you know what, I got, it was just straight to the point. I was like, oh my goodness, I love. You know Shirley Chisholm. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just that was one of that's one of my idols. As a matter of fact, um, in our house here in D.C., we have a uh, a painting of her. Uh, someone did a um, uh, a painting on uh, like almost like a lithograph, and we just have it in our house. I was like, yeah, this is. I had to get this because <laughs> it was like Shirley Chisholm. is like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. All right, so I just
1: uh, one last. Um question well actually I just want to do a re a recap um, so here are some highlights that I took from what you've said that I just really love and then I have a, one question um, is is that you've said you have to know that you have a voice and that you're in the room for a reason love 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 um, don't be afraid to take risk uh, you don't have to don't put pressure on yourself um, to know everything but you need to know where to get the answers and don't let the challenges hinder you. Um, and if you're the first, then you get to, you basically get to pave the way, and you know, you're there's, cause there's no, you get to make the blueprint, um, which I love. But you also talked about that when you were back in high school, you had teachers who encouraged you in terms of, you know, math and science. Um, would you say that that was the first good push you needed to kind of, make you know kind of turn the trajectory of uh of where your life has gone
0: you know that's a great that's a great question i would say yes because like when i was growing up um my mother and my grandmother were very important for me i mean like my grandmother encouraged me to you know because i I struggled and like what i would call um like the, the the English and the reading and stuff. I really struggled on that, but I was excelled very highly in math and science. And so what my grandmother was doing, she was always trying to, you know, encourage me. What she did and a lot of the teachers in high school was they noticed that, you know, my grades were kind of like, eh, so-so in reading math, I mean reading, but, um, but the math and science was just like through the roof. And so a lot of times what I found with my mother, my grandmother, and the teachers there in high school, they mapped out a plan for me. You know, the kind of, you know, like, yeah, you know, get the work done for the, you know, for the math and science, but we're going to have to figure out a way to help you with, the, you know, the reading and the English and stuff like that. Uh, that was think integral. I mean, it was, that gave me the the it just encouraged me because a lot of times, you know, when you're doing bad in a, in a particular subject, sometimes you can get kind of down on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but between uh, the, ca- the guidance counselors and um, there was another, uh, my coach was, uh, you know, a high school, co- uh, high school basketball coach. He was always trying to find ways to help out his players. And so, you know, he would get a tutors and stuff like that. So it really helped me out uh, between the tutors and the, uh, a lot of the teachers. Uh, that was just there to kind of be my village per se, that kind of helped me through. Uh, that was just so integral because it gave me that confidence. So when I got to, when I got to college at A and I didn't, I already kind of knew what I wanted to be. You know, um, I wanted to be. My initial plan was to be take a get my engineering degree. I didn't know which one, and I kind of was like when I looked at the different ones, I wasn't a big you know, um, chemical engineering fan. They I mean, like, you know, you know, a lot of the, the medical stuff that you had to deal with with uh, with a like, chemical engineer. But I really love the electronics piece of it. So it was able to, you know, kind of encourage me to to, uh, to you know go down that path. But it just there, that that support and that encouragement from my high school and my counselors. Um, and in high school they helped me out tremendously and it was able to give me that confidence to uh, once I got to college that we kind of you know pick a what discipline I was going to learn and then go from there um, you know that's that's integral because um, that's the thing a lot of times and I, I, I'd I like to kind of go off here for a second is that I think that a, a lot of our our children uh, people of color minorities Black people specifically, we don't encourage our, our young ladies to get into uh, math and science. Uh, it's always been, I hate to say it, but always kind of been frowned upon a little bit as far as uh, what to to go into from a, uh, a major uh, perspective, so you can get out of out of school and get a uh, get a job and whatnot. But um, there is like a huge opportunity, and I think women bring a lot more. They bring a different perspective and a fresh perspective to the, the table when it comes to math and science. So, for example, if, if they're looking at some type of um, problem or solution whereas a man or a guy would look at things and they kind of, you know, take maybe a step A, step B, a woman would probably think outside the box a little bit and say, no, I think we could probably approach it from this, you know, this perspective or this direction. Uh, I've always seen that because, like, even with some of the young ladies that I try to mentor, um, you know, and we have both the the, the young ladies and the guys, and I hand them, hand them all the same scenario, you'll get the guys coming up with, okay, we're going to do step A, step B, step C. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, we got to the same answer, but... It, where was the thought process of this? You know, it's kind of like <laughs> right. I need something, somebody to think outside the box a little bit. Whereas when the when the ladies get up there and I try to get I try to encourage them like, hey, I need you kind of get out your little, you know, get out of your your cocoon a little bit. You know, give me an answer. And once you pull it out of them, it's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm I'm, I'm waiting for you to get you know kind of think outside the box a little bit. And that's what you know, that's what you that's what you need. You don't need somebody that's kind of. Uh, robotic and with their answer, that's not how we're You so. know,
1: I love that. Um, and that was that was even though that you know wasn't on our script, but it was perfect. By the way.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> okay, Erica. So, where can people find you? Should they want to hit you up, um, get to know you a little bit better? Um, so, just give us your your social media uh, or wherever else that they can 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 locate you.
0: Okay, great. That's a great question. So I'm on Twitter. Uh and I deal a lot with uh any type of technical um questions, you know, uh technology type of uh, scenarios. Um I'm at TechLady On uh, it's T-E-C-H L-A-Y-D-E-E, Tech Lady, uh on Twitter. And uh for LinkedIn, uh, it's just Erica Cooper. And uh it's first name, last name. So.
1: Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, um, ladies and gentlemen. This is Erica Cooper um, as our guest today. I have really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you again for agreeing to come on with me today. I I just, I can't thank you enough.
0: My pleasure. I'm so glad you had the form and I'm glad you were able to, you know, let me come on and uh, talk with your audience. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: All right all right so until we can meet again um this has been stemming in stilettos goodbye everybody until until we see each other again thank you for listening to this episode of stemming in stilettos please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com.
0: Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.